Hey there, listeners. It's almost that time of the year again where we ask you to help power the station you love. CITR's Fun Drive is kicking off on February 27th and ending with a finale party at the Biltmore Cabaret on March 7th. Last year, we exceeded our goal of $35,000 and used that money to purchase new soundboards for all three studios. This year, CITR needs your help in raising another $35,000 so that we can move into our brand new radio station this fall. You can donate by calling into your favorite show or go online to www.citr.ca. Again, Fun Drive is February 27th to March 7th, so be sure to donate and support campus and community radio. Welcome to the Terry Project on CITR, another third annual edition of 1% Radio, (laughs) where we appeal to you, the super wealthy, to give just one donation of how much money? I think we need $33,500 to end Fund Drive, so that's what we're looking for. We don't care about students or uh, middle-class people or anyone with modest means. Gross. No, we are looking strictly... For people that do not care about local independent or community news, we are looking strictly for the rich multinational elite. You on your yacht, you're drinking out of your brandy sifter, is that what it's called? <laughs> and you're wearing your ascot, I think that's a thing. And, and you can be known as the philanthropist that saved CITR Radio and turned the Terry Project into absolute legends. Hey, CJ. All right. You are listening to the Terry Project. Terry Project. The Terry Project. Terry Project podcast from CITR. CITR 101.9 FM. Here at UBC. The University of British Columbia. In Vancouver. To find out more, even more about the Terry Project, visit our website at terry.ubc.ca. And subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. My one big idea is priceless. What can be better than that? So in between courses in the golf club's uh, lunch that you're having right now, um, if you've got a minute, you can call 604-822-8648 to make your $33,000 donation today. Uh, And just to let you know why we're raising money, CITR is, is moving to a new student union building it's going to cost uh, lots of money. And CITR is the best radio station in the world, frankly. It supports all this great local programming. And we're going to try on this show to play a few clips that we think really, honestly, could only be aired on a radio station like CITR. So, CJ, do you want to maybe throw to the first one? This is, uh, this is uh, the, the pop culture critic Chuck Klosterman. You might know him from his column with the New York Times or... Um, we might, uh, you might know him for his articles on Grantland. Scott Walker. Oh, we changed <laughs> the order. <laughs> okay, so instead we're going to go to a conversation between Gordon and uh, Scott Walker, who's not a real person. Hey, this is Gordon calling back. Gordon, I'm outside. This is the perfect time. My question for you first, before I even get you to introduce yourself, do you want to be introduced by name, or do you want a pseudonym? Like, how sensitive is this? Um, Well, do I want to have the soundbite attached to my name? Um, 
No, there's. I don't see any benefit to that whatsoever. So maybe we'll call you um, Doug. Okay. <laughs> How do you like that for an alter ego? I usually I usually go with Scott Walker. All right, Scott, Scott Walker is, is my internet alias. <laughs> We had a few thousand listens last year, but I think most of them were for my mom. You might say we never really took off. So somebody told me to talk to this guy. I am a digital web and social media consultant, and I help brands, companies, and organizations improve uh, their visibility and improve the awareness of themselves online. What we try to do is use people within the organization, their friends and family, as well as other synthetic means of getting the ball rolling, so to speak. So, Wait, synthetic? So if you call it synthetic. What do you um, mean by that? There are uh, ways to purchase and increase the number of followers, fans, likes, and comments on just about all types of digital media you can buy twitter followers right sure um can you buy instagram likes yeah what about itunes votes you can buy itunes votes and youtube views absolutely i can buy people liking my fan page on facebook absolutely can i buy them liking individual posts on my wall yes absolutely can i buy shares can i buy people clicking the share button you can can I pay someone to say that my program is the future of radio journalism? Absolutely. So that was just a description of the ludicrous things you can buy on the internet, and I'm going to tell you about some things you can buy from us. If you call us at 604-822-8648, that's 604-UBC-UNIT, uh, I'm just going to read down some of the prize levels. You donate 30 bucks, you get a Friends of CITR card. If you donate 60 bucks, you get a Friends of CITA card and a moving mug. If you give us $101.9, so that's $101.90, you get a Friends of CITR card, the moving mug, and Rad Socks Rad Socks, which are awesome. Uh, 175 you get Friends of CITA card, the mug, the socks, and a hoodie. 250 you get all that stuff and a t-shirt on top of it, so this prize pack is getting massive. 500 bucks, you get the two cards, two mugs, two pairs of socks, a hoodie, and a t-shirt if you pay us 750 bucks. And I want to remind you, we're not looking for any of these amounts of money. We're looking for $33,000. But anyway, if you give us $750, you get a double everything prize pack, and 1000 finally, you get double everything prize pack, and each donor will be listed on a cassette tape on a donor wall in the new station of the sub so you go down in history forever and you're definitely entitled to that if you give us 33,000 as well I think also I mean if you're responsible for some sort of cataclysmic environmental disaster or something your company destroys an ecosystem because there's some oil spill if you give us $33,000 we will devote an entire season to uh just being your mouthpiece completely. Like, we'll just give you free press so this, this station of, uh, of mostly students can hear your propaganda for an entire year. So once again, call us, 
604-822-8648. And now we're going to flip to the sort of clip you hear on CITR and nowhere else. This is uh, uh, Gordon and I talking to Chuck Klosterman, who I said before is a New York Times columnist and a writer with Grantland. And here he's talking about the uh, country star Garth Brooks, his alter ego, um, what's his... Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Yeah, Chris Gaines, who's a terrible musical artist. So, CJ? So, you know, Garth Brooks initially in his career, uh, one assumes what they saw is who he was, that this is the kind of person he was presenting. But once you decide to become inauthentic on purpose, it is almost as if you are saying, this is what I think the people who like me somehow want. Like, they don't know they want it yet. They'll know it when they see it. But in a, in a sense, when someone tries to create an alter ego uh, with a commercial purpose, it is almost as if they are saying, I understand something about my audience that they don't understand. This is the whole, you know, this is the problem with the idea of branding. That once you openly admit that you are a brand, it's going to feel cold to anybody who wants art for reasons other than pure entertainment. If you if you present yourself as a brand, you're basically telling people that I'm selling something and what I'm selling is myself. I'm not selling music anymore. I'm actually selling the idea of me. And uh, when people are aware of that, they tend to hate it. All right, and that is Chris Gaines and his alter ego, Garth Brooks, or vice versa. This is The Terry Project on CITR 101.9 FM and online at citr.ca. I am DJ CJ, technical producer of CITR, getting you to vote. Not vote, donate. <laughs> donate and vote. Vote with your, vote with your cash money. <laughs> that is true. Vote with your cash money like the Americans do. And uh, basically, CITR. What I'm an American, I can say politics. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, CITR is trying to raise thirty-five thousand dollars to help us move into the new student union building here at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. You listeners out there have been listening to us uh, for several decades now, and uh, every year uh, in the spring we try to raise a certain amount. Last year it was thirty-four thousand. Now we've upped the ante to thirty-five. And uh, we give you a fantastic set of uh, shows, including The Terry Project. And uh, throughout this hour, we will be playing some excellent clips from our term so far. Sam, Gordon? You know, th- this whole fund, rise, fund drive is about helping friends move. We're moving into a new building. And I know you can identify with that. Like when you move from your Lower East Side apartment to your mansion in Connecticut, like how many trucks did it take to get all of your shit out? I mean, it's a complicated and costly process. It takes thousands of dollars. It takes a team of people to move out your precious goods, your fine china, your collection of rare antique books. I mean, we've got that stuff here and we need to move it. So we need your help um you know to be real for a second that chuck closerman clip that we played is just one example of the sort of thing that you know frankly couldn't exist on a place like cbc or or a radio station like the peak and uh it i just think it's really important to support radio that is free to be weird 
Um, but this is also radio that's free to explore stories that other radio stations just don't explore. Um, one of the first projects we did this year is we gave a recorder to a young woman named Emily who struggles with um, borderline personality disorder. And this is a disorder and a, and a so- sort of experience that's very common for young people but isn't reported on very much. Um, so we're just going to throw to a scene from that. But but first, I just want to remind you, please call in to 604-822-8648. That's UBC Unit, 604-UBC Unit, and donate. Thanks so much. All I want is help. I don't get why no one will help. I've been going through a really, really rough couple of years. Um, I tried to commit suicide three times this year. But no matter how many times I go to the doctors, no matter how many times I go to the emergency room, I just won't get helped. I think the scariest situation was a couple months ago, I went to Lionsgate Hospital. I was feeling extremely down and I just knew that I needed help. Um, Otherwise, that I was probably going to hurt myself. So I went in there, um, I went to the emergency room, I went to see nurse and I said, I feel, um, I have a history of mental illnesses and I feel like I'm going to jeopardize my safety. I need help. Uh, I was very rudely told to sit down. I waited two hours before someone spoke to me. They brought me to a room, I explained my situation and uh, the nurse asked me, are you going to kill yourself? Well, I, I go, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I feel like I'm, I am going to hurt myself. And they're like, but are you going to kill yourself? And I say, I don't know. I cannot predict the future. All I can tell you is I'm not in the right state of mind to be by myself at this point. The nurse leaves. I wait in the room, comes back a little bit, and they say, well, we're currently only taking people that are going to be killing themselves. So, if you feel like you're going to kill yourself, feel free to come back. So, basically, I was told I wasn't suicidal enough. And and this is this is a hospital that just got, I believe it was like $10 million to be put towards their mental health department. That got completely redone. They've got like a brand new building with 26 rooms and all that. But when I try to go get help, I'm turned away whether I'm turned away at the hospital for not being suicidal enough, turned away from psychiatrists saying that they're not willing to see me, turned away from everybody. It's it's like they're saying they give up on me when I'm trying so hard not to give up on myself. But they've given up on me. Why haven't I given up yet? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so that's a clip from an episode we made about Emily. Um, And just to give some perspective on how that episode was made, we gave a recorder to a young woman and let her produce her own story. And um, it's just a sort of a risk that I don't think a lot of places are willing to take. And we're super grateful for CITR being supportive of that sort of programming. And I just want to remind you, if you want to listen to that full story, you can go to terry.ubc.ca. Um, or you can go on iTunes and search for The Terry Project on CITR, and you can find all the episodes we've done so far. 
Another element of our program is we have a live panel discussion and debate series called Bar Talk that's held in the gallery, ra- gallery lounge each month, and we've had 10 of them so far. Um, they feature pa- uh, expert academics, activists, journalists, talking about issues that are important to students. Um, for instance, we had one called Are We Left Behind? And that, is- that debate was really about you know sort of generational issues about are we? Uh, is there enough funding to post-secondary education? Is the cost of, edu- of education rising too quickly? Um, I mean, that is a imp- very important issue to a lot of people at UBC. Of course, not to you, because we are only speaking to elite multinational um, audiences that don't have student debt, so you wouldn't care about this. But I think a lot of people on campus do. And I want to remind you, the super rich listener of this podcast, please go to citr.ca slash donate to donate, or you can call us 604-822-8648. That's 604-UBC-UNIT, and give us all your money. So the the next clip, we're actually going to throw to one of these bar talks that um, Gordon was talking about that CITR helps put on. Uh, This one is called, Are We Being Left Behind? And what's the context? What is the context? This is taking place at the Gallery Lounge. Everyone is having beers, and students are asking our experts some questions. On Gen Y. On Generation Y. Um, well, the question is, where do you see your generation in 30 years, right? Because, as Tara said, it's all about what you think of and how you design uh, society. I think somehow we've managed to disempower young people a lot, and Paul and I were talking over beer before this started about how... Um, North America is probably the only place in the world where you look at 25-year-old and you say a child. You know, it's like, oh, young people, you know, children 20 to 25 to 29 living with their parents. Like in, in other countries, these people are adults. They're not children. And um, I, I wanted uh, to read you this one quote by a boomer, U.S. President Jeff Kennedy, and it ties to... Um, it ties to the inspiring politicians and, that we lack, but it also ties to Tara's idea of imagination. So here's what he said about 50 years ago um, to the Irish parliament when he was appealing for peace at the time. So he said, the problems of the world cannot possibly be solved by skeptics or cynics whose horizons are limited by the obvious realities. We need men who can dream of things that never were and ask, why not? And I think we can add women to that. You know, times are different now. But we need people who look at things and, and they say, instead of asking, like the fellow at the back, why can't we adapt? Asking, why does it have to be this way? It, and the answer is, it doesn't have to be this way. You get to decide how it gets to be. Oh, yeah, okay. You can support more great programming like that if you call 604-822-8648 and donate to Fundrive today. Help friends move. That's right. And you can also donate at citr.ca slash donate. You know, um, the the school paper, the UBC, has become really good at covering student news, like issues involving students on campus. And UBC News is really good at promoting research that happens here. But there's not really a lot of, uh, there's not really an institution that has a mandate to kind of critically look at research or report on the research that happens in Canada 
um, with some, you know, a critical eye. Um, and so CITR and this show have kind of tried to fill that gap. And, and one of the, the places we tried to fill it is when we did an episode called Silencing the Scientists, where we profiled a, a federal scientist named Peter Ross, who was fired for his job um, for political reasons, he says. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to play that clip for you to give you a sense. But first, I'm just going to remind you, citr.ca slash donate. Please go there. Please give us some money. Thanks so much. And this is because we're having our fund drive 2014 where we're trying to raise $35,000. In one shot. In one shot. <laughs> and now the federal government has, has zero federal scientists monitoring pollutants, contaminants in those oceans. Is that, is that right? Uh, we have three oceans, 209,000 kilometers of coastline. We had 55 staff within Fisheries and Oceans Canada that were tasked with uh, looking at all manner of uh, ocean pollution, and 100% of those staff were terminated. What's at stake here? What what are we really losing? If no one is monitoring the ocean, what do you foresee potentially happening? Canada is a land of water, whether that's fresh water, where we have 30% of the world's supply, or Uh, our marine environment, where we we border on three separate oceans. I think what is at stake is uh, the the very nature of who we are as a people. Uh, Water is fundamentally important to uh, Canadian culture. Uh, It's fundamentally important to healthy foods. It's fundamentally important to uh, uh, the safety and well-being of uh, numerous economic sectors. Uh, I think this decision to cut a very modest program uh, spells a very troubling future for Canadian scientific capacity uh, and our ability to manage our environment just as a t- at a time when uh, Canada and the world face potentially cataclysmic changes associated with uh, greenhouse gases and, and climate change. Peter's no longer working at the Department of Fisheries and Oceans. His student, JP, is looking for a place to do his doctorate and is maybe thinking Europe. I asked Vince if he would go back if the job was offered to him, and he told me no. You know, I've seen many of my other colleagues um, go from the federal government system now into academia. Some of them have gone into consulting. Uh, Some of them have dropped out of of science altogether and, and moved on to other endeavors. Most of us have found homes elsewhere. I know of an, another colleague who's working in uh, in the university environment, and I think if you asked him the same thing, you know, would you would you go back to DFO if we opened up the lab and allowed you to to come back to your old job and and continue the work that you were doing? I think you would refuse as well. There's a real real distaste and in, in, or a really bad taste in all of our mouths about that experience. We, we did our best on a daily basis to, to provide good, sound science, publish in really high-quality, peer-reviewed journals. And the end of that whole relationship just... There was, there was no appreciation for the kind of work that we did. And even worse, I think, there was no appreciation for the kind of, of training that the federal government put into us. You know, they, they spent a lot of time... They spent a lot of money getting a person from a new graduate of the university program to a high-level functioning research scientist who's directing um, applicable research, and to just dump that without any 
any acknowledgement that that uh, capacity will be lost and lost forever, I think was, uh, it was tragic. I don't think there's an understanding of, you know, if this decision was made strictly by bean counters. There's no appreciation there for how long it takes to train a scientist. You know, typically if you're looking at someone with a PhD, they've, they've gone to university somewhere between 10 and 12 years. They've typically done a postdoc in, in another lab, and that probably takes them anywhere from two to three years. And then once you get to your late 40s, you've had an opportunity to work in a number of different areas. You've published a number of different papers. You've integrated yourself into not just the national, but the international scientific community. You know, a fellow like Peter Ross is not known within BC or within Canada. He's known around the world. And it, it takes time to get to that, to that point where you can provide that kind of advice. And I think there's a, a startling lack, lack of realization that, that that is a huge investment that Canada made. And with a single decision, Canada lost. And that was our 27th episode, uh, The Terry Project on CITR, Silencing the Scientists. You can hear it on our podcast, on iTunes, and you'll hear more of that kind of programming on CITR and on our program, critical analysis of research priorities, critical analysis of government employees. And if you donate today, if you give us that $33,000 donation, we will stop that <laughs> and we will convert our show into a propaganda tool yeah. to facilitate economic expansion. Are you an international oil investor? Our program will be the International <laughs> Oil Investment Radio Hour, $33,000 at citr.ca forward slash donate or 604-822-8648. You know, one of the things before we flip to you, CJ, that we've been telling so far is that these are stories that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Actually, in this case, that's not true, right, Gordon? You did hear that story somewhere else. I heard it on the Fifth Estate as their season opener this year, um, a couple months after we had done it. It was sort of uncanny how it followed the script of ours to a T. And a, and a recent Globe and Mail article also gave a shout out to CITR for breaking that story. So in some cases, we're, we're telling stories nobody else is going to tell. But, you know, in other cases, we're actually the first people to tell the stories and the national media is picking it up later. So even if you don't listen to CITR on a regular basis or you only listen to the show or, or you, what you really like is the fifth estate, I think you should throw some money our way because this is where some of the reporting on those stories that you like actually happens. So CITR.ca slash donate. Right on, Sam. Thank you. And uh, for those of you who are not part of the 1% and want to donate smaller <laughs> amounts, uh, let me tell you a bit about what you can get if you do donate as much as you can. $30 gives you a Friends of CITR card, and that is basically a discount card that has a whole bunch of um, small 5, five to 10% to 15% discounts at a whole variety of uh, creative outlets in Vancouver on Main Street, on Commercial Drive, along Broadway, a whole bunch of music stores, skate shops, you name it, we've got it. So $30 to CITR at citr.ca slash donate will get you an awesome Friends of CITR card. $60 will get you that, plus a moving mug, which is basically a mug, which is awesome, has CITR on it. Uh, $101.9, which is basically $101.90, gets you a Friends of CITR card. 
a get moving mug and rad sock rad socks basically citr socks which we've never made before and are really warm and comfortable so check it out um and 175 dollars gets you a friends citr card moving mug rad socks and a hoodie so get that hoodie in your hood um so there's a whole bunch of pledge levels and incentives, and you should definitely check them out at citr.ca slash donate. Wait, see, you forgot the last, the $33,000 donation gets you yes. the platinum friend of CITR card, and we will put new leather seats in your Bugatti. You know what, just to <laughs> sort of, to continue this, what we're doing essentially very targeted radio um, and sort of bullying radio, I would like to continue that, but this time I'd like to speak directly to my friends. I've helped so many of you move so many times. You guys cannot stay in the same place, and you've always called me to help you carry your couch up a seven-floor walk-up, and I never ask any of you for help. This is how you can pay me back. You can help this radio station move. If you're listening to this and you're one of my friends, I've carried your couch. Just give a little bit of money, citr.ca slash donate. Um, and we're going to keep coming up with people to specifically target and or shame in order to try to get your money. Um, so before, yeah, we were talking about the types of stories you're only going to hear on CITR. I think this next clip we're going to play is a great example. Um, Gordon and I went to a Pentecostal youth rally in Chilliwack, B.C., and we, and we taped some young kids and their experience there. So this is, this is the experience in, in modern British Columbia of a really radical Christianity um, and, and I also want to give a shout out to the Free Thinkers podcast who had us on to talk about this clip. I mean, all around. Let's just let's just say before we throw to the clip, this is the coolest radio station ever. You've got Dunkin's Donuts. That that show does not play one song you would hear on commercial radio, and every song is awesome. Exact same thing with Nardwar, coolest guests in the world, and you get Nardwar, who's the best. And then think of shows like The Extra Environmentalist and all the skits they do when they, they pretend to be Alex Jones. That would not fly anywhere else. This is super cool content. Please donate. CITR.ca slash donate. Um, and yeah, this is a clip from our episode, Sam Goes to History Maker. I'm Sam. Um, and yeah, CJ, why don't you cue it up? Every night at History Maker, there's a kind of big finale, a worship concert and a sermon. But during the day, there's workshops. One of those was an evangelizing workshop. We met with a few kids who were preparing to give out Bibles to people at surrounding malls. You lead off, darling. Okay. And then I'll close. Sounds good. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this totally, totally awesome day, God. Thank you for this amazing opportunity we're getting, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, you would give us the words to say. I pray, Lord Jesus, you would give us courage. I pray, God, that you would um, you would strengthen us and lead us in your way, and that we would not be about our agenda, but we would be about yours, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, we would put you first, and everything that you want to happen through us will happen. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you have gone before us. Yes, Father. That you are watching over us and that we are not going out alone. Lord Jesus, thank you that we don't just have words and Bibles, but God, we have your word and we have your Bible. God, thank you that we do not have to go out thinking that we're going to be annoying or a bother. And please help us not to lose confidence when we get rejected. Lord, thank you so much that we get to have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Give us courage and grace and love for everybody we meet. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Let's go! Great. So 
So, we're in a group of uh, kids now walking down the street, um, heading towards the mall to evangelize. You guys want to like talk about your weekend so far? Yeah, totally! Where are you guys from? Oh, we're from Ladysmith. Well, we're from Gravity Youth, which is in Ladysmith. Let's go around in a circle. How old are you guys? 14. 15. 15. 25. 14. 19. Is this your first time at History Maker? Oh, no. 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 Yeah, third. Third? Third. Yeah, Nathan. What'd you hear last year? Is this like measuring up? Is it very different than the other three? Well, this year is so much more different than any of the other years because all the other years were all kind of about, you know, God loves you and God loves you. And then this one was more about what we can do and how we can serve. And it's definitely measuring up in my mind. There are three key reasons this church got big, and you're hearing the first. It's these kids. They're so important. Women are important. Everyone is important. The Pentecostal church is way more horizontal. It's way more egalitarian and participatory than most churches. It's also theologically fluid. You see this immediately at History Maker. There are over 200 church groups and 40 denominations represented, and they all fit under this one big charismatic tent. And under this tent, they're taught to evangelize. From History Maker's website, I quote, We are focused on rescuing a generation by strengthening and extending the ministry of the local church through empowering young people, training leaders, and producing high-impact events. This is really exciting. I'm like really nervous. She's never done it before. You've never, you've never, never like done any ministry before like that? Oh, I've done tons of ministry. But I've never not done to, this kind not of ministry. Not mall ministry. Not. No. <laughs> Okay. Wait two seconds though. Lord Jesus, we do not know where to go. Lord Jesus, please direct us to the people that you want us to meet and guide us as we go. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. So A and W or Starbucks. Or there's a McDonald's all the way out there. We are at Dairy Queen. Why are we at Dairy Queen? Because we want to serve some people and tell them about Jesus. This is like the scariest thing ever. And I'll just offer them. Okay, go for Wait, it. Wait, so what do I say? Does anybody want to buy them? No, I got plenty of old things. Is it just the New Testament version? Yeah. yeah. It's just, well, it is the part of the Bible about quit being such a jerk. <laughs> I think demographic also needs to be played into consideration. You mean because everyone here seems to already have a Bible? Sometimes. And in fact, they're wishing that you had a more thorough version of the Bible. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord, we gave some people some Bibles! How many did you just give away? We gave away about five. Yeah. To which, which of the people here? The people in the corner. The great big family. So yeah, that was a clip from our episode, Sam Goes to History Maker. If you want to listen to the whole thing, please go to terry.ubc.ca or look up Terry Project on CITR on iTunes. It's all available for free for you to listen to. Um, And maybe God has blessed you with millions and millions of dollars, billions of dollars, and then you can pass just some of those those billions or trillions of dollars that you have along to us. 
um, by going to citr.ca slash donate, or you can call our phone number. CJ, what's the phone number? It is 604-822-8648, which is also 604-UBC-UNIT. Uh, no, and of course, you are listening to The Terry Project on CITR 101.9. CJ, one of the things I like about these fun drives is it's really the only time that we get to talk to you on this show. I mean, you're really lurking behind the scenes. That is true. I'm your technical producer, which means I make the audio sound good, but I never am on the mic. That's right. How does that feel, by the way, to be kind of like the un- unsung hero behind the scenes? Oh, it feels great. That's where all the power is. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you say people who like this show? I mean, maybe, maybe there's some listeners who are going to hear this later hmm. podcasted. Um, and they listen to our show, but they, don't, they maybe don't listen to Nardwar. They don't listen to the Extra Environmentalist. Right. They don't listen to any of the other great programming. Why, why do you think they should support CITR? Can you explain why we need CITR to make this show? Absolutely. Uh, I can think of one fantastic example, and that is that we do not have commercial ads on the station. And that doesn't limit our editorial uh, abilities, you know. People, uh, journalists and editors in other mainstream uh, media are really constricted by the uh, content they can put out because they fear that advertisers will just jump out, but not here on CITR because we are a campus community radio station. Content is made and produced and edited by volunteers and contributors who are students and master's students and, and professors. And it is a really thriving community that does not is not constricted by ads. Mm. That's such a good point. And we've been making this show for like three years now. Mm. How many times... Has, you know, Robin come up to you or I and said, you know, I don't think you should put the content that you have out there or could you maybe tone it down? That has never happened and that will never happen here at CITR. And that's one of the main reasons why you should donate because you need such a a free free station in your airwaves. Mm. And with that freedom, we've made some incredible programming, including the next clip that we're queuing up here. It's episode 31 called Canada's Most Flexible Workforce. It's about temporary foreign workers. And if you donate more money today, we can do more stories about your temporary foreign workers. <laughs> That's right. This is Adriana Pathramirez. She's an activist, and she's describing a confrontation she had with her boss when she used to be a seasonal agricultural worker here in British Columbia. I think employers, I don't want to generalize, but but in general... I think they don't see the workers as human beings, seriously. When I was working in that greenhouse, um, um, I was asked by my employer to go and do some um, shopping for to house Mexican workers. So um, he was buying, instead of, of uh, beds, he was buying just like uh, futons. So he asked me, what do you think if we buy just futons for the workers to put the futon on the floor? Right, basically sleeping on the floor with a futon. Do you think that will be okay? He asked me, and I said, um, "Will you be okay sleeping on a futon for eight months after working for 14 hours?" And then he smiled back and said, "That's a Che Guevara question, right?" And that made me think: when we are talking about equality between white people, that's considered a liberal idea. When we are talking about equality with people of color, that's considered a revolutionary idea. Please support free public media 
campus college radio stations so you can give people like Adriana a platform to tell these stories. CITR.ca slash donate or you call us at 604-822-8648. Honestly, just any amount of money would be totally appreciated. Um, $33,000 or more, whatever you have. (laughs) We're going to throw to a commercial now. Please stay with us here on CITR 101.9 FM. Independent radio station at odds against major broadcasting corporations. I want CITR. Dead. I want CITR. His family. Dead. I want a radio station. Break to the ground. I want to go to Vancouver, BC. What a piece of ass. Was given an opportunity they thought they would never get. It's UBC. It says here that, that they want to give us a new radio station. But they were up against one major problem. How are we going to pay to move all our stuff into the new radio station? CITR Radio presents the 2014 Fun Drive, a heartwarming story of compassion and generosity in which listeners like you donate to help support the station you love. I just donated and, and it felt awesome. For more information, go to www.citr.ca. Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts downtown at... The Baker and the Chef, Bango and T-Shirts, Cherry Bomb, House of Vintage, Beat Street Records, Down Levy Snack Bar, The Fall Tattooing, Fortune Sound Club, His Boutique, Pacific Cinematheque, Perch, The Portside Pub, Save on Meats, Vinyl Records, and Zoo Shop. Wow, it sure does pay to be a friend of CITR. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus. Go online to www.citr.ca. Keep smiling, keep shining, Welcome back to the Terry Project on CITR 101.9 FM. I have to say, before we start, well, I should say, citr.ca slash donate. Go there right now while I say this comment and give us money. Um, The combination of these clips, the kind of variety that's on our show, and the sorts of commercials you get on CITR makes for one weird clip show. (laughs) Very I mean, true, very true. ladies and gentlemen, like, please understand the gymnastics we are trying to go through to transition between some of these super emotionally heavy clips to some of these really weird commercials and clips that we have as well. But we're doing our best for you. Um, and if you and if you appreciate that effort, please go to citr.ca slash donate. Give us some money. Go to 604-822-8646. Four eight. That's UBC unit six zero four UBC unit. And just to be clear, this only happens once a year. Only once in the fifty two weeks do does CITR actually hold a fund drive to help its budget. That's right. We're not always hitting you up for money. That is true. <laughs> yeah, chill out. <laughs> so our next clip's coming up from episode number thirty two, the magic of the endowment. We spoke to an environmental activist and professor named George Hoberg, who is advocating for divesting uh, UBC's endowment of its fossil fuel resources. And I know you, $32,000 um, donator, you were planning on making a $10 million 
um, donation to the University of British Columbia Endowment to maybe get a building named after you. But instead, donate to us. We can name an episode after you. Let's just let's set this up just a little bit more. So so. What is it, what is this professor actually fighting for, Gordon? Do you mind talking about uh, about what you, the U- University of British Columbia is actually invested in? Well, if, if you dig into the numbers, UBC's endowment is about a billion dollars, and ten to fifteen percent of it, at any given point, is invested in the oil and gas sector, and particularly tar sands um, holdings. Which means that even though this place calls itself one of the greenest universities in the world. It's actually heavily, heavily invested in some of the dirtiest uh, technologies. And those far outstrip any sort of positive impact um, that UBC makes like on site through emissions reductions. It's actually nine to one. But when w- you... Wait, what about like composting on campus? So, so all of that counts. But if you count up the shadow emissions, that is, if you count what this sort of money that is going to the, the tar sands industry, um, what the effect of that is, it's nine times the effect of the actual emissions that happen on campus, which means, you know, theoretically, if we all drove to school in Hummers, but we weren't invested in fossil fuels, you know, it might be a push. It might actually be better for the environment. So that's what this... Um, professor is talking about. He wants us to divest from fossil fuels. Uh, we want you to divest from fossil fuels and invest in CITR radio. Okay, so to do that, just before we flip to the clip, go to citr.ca slash donate. Give us some money. This is Fun Drive. You're listening to The Terry Project on CITR 101.9 FM. And it was that day when McKibben was here. And it was not that breakfast. The breakfast meeting was personally influential on me. The The biggest meeting, though, was the lunchtime one when he was here. And there was a, an, a it was in the Lou Center. And we had a meeting about the relationship between academics and advocacy. And someone asked him uh, this particular question about, you know, how can academics be advocates when it undermines their credibility? And what McKibben said is that uh, that global climate change is the most significant challenge that humanity has ever faced. If you have any credibility that you can use to influence people or the government, what are you saving it for? And for me, that was like a punch in the gut to uh, shake up the view that I've always held and just really completely flipped me over. Uh, It's like we're sleepwalking as a society. And something needs to be done to shake things up. And one of the things that would be useful is if people in the position to know actually begin speaking out about it more. Yeah, so I I just want to retroactively kind of set that up a little bit. So that was a meeting um, that took place here at UBC with probably the world's most famous climate activist, Bill McKibben. um, And he made this kind of appeal to the professors of UBC. He said, you know, climate change is probably the most pressing issue that we're dealing with right now. And if you're not going to stake your credibility on it, what are you going to stake your credibility on? And that was an event um, entirely organized by us. There's three events. There was a breakfast, there was a panel, and there was a almost sold out talk at the Chan Center by the Terry Project. So that's the kind of things that we do on this campus. So support us, support CITR radio. Not to mention that, you know, Bill McKibben, we brought him to speak at Occupy Vancouver, which was happening at the time too. So I don't know, maybe you were one of the people who were standing out there. It was cold day and Bill McKibben gave just a totally rousing speech about the environment and the economy. And like we said, I mean, the, the University of British Columbia is an economically complex 
place. Um, there's lots of money going towards good and helpful things. And then there's some money, unfortunately, that is going to these fossil fuel companies. And the Terry Project is one of the groups that's trying to change that, frankly. Um, and and we, you know, we're also one of the groups that believes there's some more of that money should be coming to places like CITR that really give hundreds of students the opportunity to you know, practice their radio skills, to work on journalism, and, you, you know, to, or even just to play cool records. Um, and it's, it's a super valuable space, and we love it here, and we love everybody here. Please donate to it, www.citr.ca slash donate, right? Anything else, CJ? What am I forgetting? Uh, well, we are trying to raise $35,000, and most of that will be helping us move into the new student union building. Yeah. And uh, that's, there's a whole lot to it. There's, we are a diverse community. We're an alternative station. We, we support independent music. There's practically everything you'd like in a positive station is here, right here at uh, UBC. So do check us out. And of course, our show is The Terry Project. If you'd like to support our show itself, you can go to citr.ca slash donate and scroll down and click on Terry Project and support to our show. And, you know, frankly, the fact that that you donate and you have donated in the past, that's part of what gives the station and the programs on the station the mandate and the freedom to pursue stories that are even critical of the university and its investment policy. Um, so just to be really real about it, I mean, like, this is an important, this is going to be an important legacy. Historians are going to look back at this time and, and they're going to ask whether or not the University of British Columbia was on the right side of history. And CITR is one of the places that's trying to make sure that we are on the right side of history. And giving us money, you know, only empowers that. So once again, I'll give it out one more time. Please go citr.ca slash donate. Honestly, five bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 33,000 bucks, whatever you've got, honestly. If you give 33,000, we will let you... Just write any history you want. We'll 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 just share that. But <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll make a podcast on you, out of you, for you, out of you. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> well, if you're into that, we will. Yeah, thirty three thousand dollars. If you're into that, whatever that is, it sounds gross. We'll do it. Uh, I think we have another bar talk clip. Yes, we do. Uh, Gordon, do you want to set that up for us? I mean, what is bar talk? Uh, Bar Talk, like I said, it's a it's a panel uh, discussion and debate series. It happens once a month. We do it in collaboration with the AMS. We meet with their programming director, their president. We we throw around ideas. We think, what do students care about? What do students want to talk about? What do students want to debate about? What do students want to ask questions about? Um, and then we find some experts, some real sort of scholars on campus and some standout people to come into a bar. How often do you get to talk to your professors in a, in a bar? Not honestly, that often. It's Honestly, it's so cool. Can you like you ever sit there in class and it's nine in the morning and you're tired because you're a young person and you stayed up late and the the professor is droning on and on in a boring way and there's a dumb PowerPoint slide up and you just think this is not actually the best way to communicate this information. The only place really that I know of that you can go, you can have some beers and you can ask questions and, and really just talk to um, professors is at Bar Talk and that's would be completely impossible without CITR. And this next clip is called, um, it's from the Bar Talk, What is the Olympic Spirit? We had a debate 
with uh, three academics, one gold medal Olympian about, you know, are the Olympics really worth it? And it was heated. It was tremendously uh, fun. They were a little tipsy. So I think... I think you'll enjoy the clip. And before we go to it, what station are you listening to? CITR, 101.9 FM. What's the show called? The Terry Project. And where should people go to donate? CITR.ca or 604-822-8648. Your $33,000 donation will be appreciated. Jake, I think what you say is very powerful and compelling, but I'm not so sure how powerful, powerful and compelling the quest for those... 0.8 seconds or 0.008 seconds would be to someone sitting in jail in Guantanamo Bay. And I think in the balance of what matters in this world, getting a really good luge time really doesn't stack up in my mind to stopping people because of their sexual orientation being beaten up and filmed and put on YouTube as they're beaten up in Russia. And so when I think of elite athletes specifically, like those NHL players who are going to play for Canada, they are in such a position of privilege to actually speak out and suffer relatively little to speak out in favor of those who suffer so much more in such a deeply and profoundly life-destroying way. I also want to, I mean, I want to go back to what Jake said, because I think Jake articulated really well the, uh, a lot of an athlete mentality, which they are focused, they are focused on, on their, their eighth of a second or one billionth of a second or whatever it may be. And the, the difference between winning and losing is tiny. But it comes back to the same question. At what point do you draw the line? At what point would you not go? At what point do, are you only a one-value system where that's the only thing in your world? Because when you go to Russia or you go to China and you go to other places, you are validating that regime. You are, athletes are role models for our youth. They're role models for a lot of people. People respect them. So when you go to Putin's Russia, there was a good headline in uh, today's Vancouver Sun. It said the only winner of the, or the main winner of the, the Olympic Games in Russia is Vladimir Putin. You've just validated him. You just gave him a big thumbs up. So I just want to give some perspective of what was actually happening there. The, the Olympics were ongoing. We were in a bar with a whole bunch of students, and at the front of the stage, there were activists and academics, and Jake Wetzel, who's a formal, former gold medal, right? Gold medal. He won a gold uh, with the Canadians and a silver, I think, with the Americans. He's a rower. In 2008, is that right? In Yeah, in Beijing, and then before that, in 2004. So you have an actual gold medal athlete um, in a debate. Also a student. And a doctoral a, student. Right, a doctoral student here at UBC in a debate with professors over whether or not being myopically focused on athletics is a justifiable position <laughs> during the Olympics. Yeah, I, I want to put a finer point on that. Where at UBC will you hear your professors calling a gold medal, medal Olympian selfish to their face? Nowhere. At Bartok, with the Terry Project, at CITR. There's nowhere else. That's why we're asking you to support us today. Right. And and I just think, you know, to be fair to Jake, like, the, it, got, it got really kind of uh, crazy there at the end. But I mean, this is, I, I think this is what's really great about the show, what's great about radio in general, is that you do have these, like, authentic moments where people who have different opinions come together and they, you, you know, clash. And it makes, it makes for really cool radio, that's for sure. It definitely does. So if you want to support us, CITR.ca, it's uh, 604-822-8648. Maybe, maybe before we uh, get off the air, because we're almost done here, we should talk about 
what we have planned upcoming for the next term and the next year and, and what you will be supporting when you give money to uh, us. Oh, thanks so much. We've got a donation in from Shelly DP. Uh, oh, there's two people. Oh, two? Shelly, Shelly oh, wow. and DP. Shelly and DP. Yeah. yeah but, and, I mean, and how much are the donations for? Fifty and twenty dollars. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And quite frankly, I mean, we we were asking for thirty three thousand dollars, Shelley. <laughs> yeah, I think. Send, send, send it back, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> no, not. thank you so much, Shelley. And thank you so much, Stevie, for the generous donation. Um, so like I was saying before that, I mean, we, we've been doing like a lot of the work that you've heard on our show so far um, or that you haven't heard on our show so far. A lot of the work we've been doing for the show hasn't made its way to the air yet. I mean, we've been doing a long um, reporting piece about methadone that's going to come out next term. We've uh, we've talked with student activists and journalists for we've interviewed tons of people in really great, compelling radio about research that's being done on campus and things that are happening around Vancouver that's going to come out. But in order for it to come out, we need to have CITR. How many interviews have we lost because of technical difficulties, either at our studio, at other studios or at CITR? I don't, you know, the thing is, even putting a number on it would be a disservice to the fact that some of those interviews were like kind of priceless. They had real human moments in them that can't be, you know, gone back on on stories that I think all of our listeners would find super interesting. And and the the fact is, just paying for the bandwidth space to keep all these files, like it's kind of a a benign or boring thing to say, but just, yeah, the bandwidth space, just uh, you paying for the mics paying for rooms that don't have squeaky chairs in them. Um, All these things cost money and cost more money than CITR has on its disposal. So we're just going to wrap up here. CJ, can you please just run us through one more time what people are going to get when they donate to CITR? Sure thing. So basically, CITR is trying to raise $35,000 from you lovely listeners out there. Thank you to Shelly and DP for donating. Uh, for $30, you get a Friends of CITR card, which gets you fantastic discounts from a whole bunch of uh, shops around Vancouver, including along Commercial Drive, That's Downtown, amazing. Vancouver, uh, Main Street, Vancouver, and a whole bunch of other places. 60 bucks gets you that Friends of CITR card, plus a moving mug. Uh, and $101.9 gets you a, a CITR card, a moving mug, and one-of-a-kind CITR socks. Really rad and warm. So we're just going to wrap up now. I think I think one thing to say is that if you're listening to this as a podcast, we know most of our listeners listen listening to it on the internet after we're done. Um, it's not too late. You can still donate. You can still be part of this, even if you don't call in live. Go to citr.ca/donate, and uh, this song goes out to all of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us.
Hey there, listeners. It's almost that time of the year again where we ask you to help power the station you love. CITR's Fun Drive is kicking off on February 27th and ending with a finale party at the Biltmore Cabaret on March 7th. Last year, we exceeded our goal of $35,000 and used that money to purchase new soundboards for all three studios. This year, CITR needs your help in raising another $35,000 so that we can move into our brand new radio station this fall. You can donate by calling into your favorite show or go online to www.citr.ca. Again, Fun Drive is February 27th.